Jesus, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Glory to you. Glory to you. Oh, just worship him. Just worship him. Oh, we love you so much, Jesus. Worship you, Father God. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes my people at the end of like praise and worship, they would clap. And don't, I mean, you might have come from a place that does that. But, but he says, applause, applause is for man. But he says, it says in the New Testament to worship, it says it right in Ephesians. I was trying to find it, but I can't. Um, to, to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. <laughs> and, you know, I, I remember first time that um, we we went to a full gospel thing in, in Omaha and um, and we'd never been to anything like that before and it was during the charismatic movement so things were really popping then I mean there was a lot of healing stuff going on and I remember I lifted up my hands and you know and, and some people are but, but you can't have people who cares who's looking at you if other people are worshiping God and I lifted them up and they they buzzed <laughs> and they and they've done they do they're doing it right now <laughs> and and so you know what it does you know the Lord actually said beat to the time of music if it's fast music beat to the time 
But at the end of praise and worship, he, he doesn't want the applause because the, what happened was people, okay, there were uh, like a, a word of knowledge or something would come and people would start start giving a pro prophetic word. And during the prophetic word, they go, oh, is that wonderful? And it would stop it. It would quench the spirit. And um, not only that, it wouldn't just quench the spirit, but, but then it wouldn't go on. What the Lord wanted to say was, was killed. Isn't that something? I mean, I just, I don't know why I even said that today. <laughs> Didn't plan on. <laughs> but you know what? Just try it sometime. And I know some people said it's like, whoa, I can do this. <laughs> I mean, that was such a thrill. I just go, woo -hoo. It was kind of like you're saying, I give it all to you. <laughs> without doubting, without doubting that he is real and that he's anyway, glory to God okay, well you can be seated so, we're going to receive tithes and offerings, so you can be oh you, yes, yes get up here and say <laughs> he's going to say something oh, here wait, wait, can you you know, uh, <laughs> that, that was a birthday that I'll never forget. We just had a good time. And, you know, I said this Wednesday, but you know what? There's a lot of people in here that were my, her relatives. You know, I had my son and his, her, his wife. It, it just kind of melted anything that would. See, when, one time this COVID was going on. Okay, Lonnie and Sonia were at our place, and so is Christine and Tony. And all of people were going like this, social pushing away, you know. Well, uh, we didn't say anything, you know. All of a sudden, here comes Lonnie and Sonia in there, and, and Christine and Tony. And all of a sudden, it just melted that thing. Just, it stopped it right there. All of a sudden, my son was punching on my grandson, you know. <laughs> they broke it. They broke it. See, we don't have to put up with darkness. See? And I tell you what, on their birthday, it just flowed in there. It really did, you know. The spirit. The spirit. You know, it was actually, there's the nine gifts of the spirit. There was a, the gifts of the spirit was manifesting in there on that birthday. It was. It was. You know. But I thank you so much for the gifts, all of you. Thank you so much. I mean, you're my gift, but I, you know, a material gift, you know, we paid our, our garage door off. <laughs> uh, Tammy, we got in a hurry to come to church on Wednesday, and uh, generally put the gar garage door all the way up. It wasn't all the way up. <laughs> we backed into that thing, <laughs> you know. <sighs> but we, we made a church, we made a church. Nothing stops us. I tell you, we've had bliss. We just don't quit. When we used to go to Omaha, <laughs> it could snow. It could. We just never would stop. Our, our pastor, Kenny Schroeder, he said, boy, I say, them Hartmans, they're always here, you know, and there's some people two blocks away didn't even come to church. <laughs> but see, I'm telling you what, when you're faithful, you know, this is the reason why I lift up my hands. Who is praise? Who? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus Judah. is praised. Judah praised. And if you look in Second Chronicles, this was Jehoshaphat was coming against Mark when when when, when Jehoshaphat was the Ammonites were coming against him. What did they do? And they went down to the village, the the valley of Ziz, and they worshipped the Lord. And guess what happened? They started turning in on themselves and killing themselves. When you worship the Lord, I'll tell you what, and guess what else happened? This is why I do it. Took three days to pick up the bullion and the gold and the silver. See, the devil is the one that's got our money. But I'll tell you what, you know what, Oral Roberts, one time he gave his son to the City of Faith, and he says, uh, here, City of Faith, $8.5 million, and he fell off his chair laughing, and all of a sudden, people started calling in from the, from the, from the interstates, thousands and thousands and thousands. Of, see, the money belongs to God, but it belongs to the children of God. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, church, it says right in Job 27. I'll quit, honey, right now. But anyhow... <laughs> These people are wait, working for us. All these factories, all these ones that don't give in to the Lord, do not give in to the Lord, they're going to wake up one morning. You know, it's just like Tammy when the Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, what Egypt stands for the world, the gold and silver was given to the Israelites. Of course, they were dumb and they made a, a, a cow, a golden cow. But see, this is what's going to happen. It says they're going to wake up one morning, going to be all gone. Because, see, it belongs to God. But when you're a child of God, I mean, it's like Lonnie and Sonia, they bless their daughter and their son because <laughs> that's their, their children. Guess what? We are his children. And he's going to give the best to us. But there's a devil out there that's trying to keep it away from the body of Christ. See, that's why Hosea 4, 6, my children destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because, see, it says in, in, in Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. He was, like Pastor said, he became poor and, and, and for his poverty that we became rich. He gave us everything. And, and see, he took, the, God, Jesus took everything, sickness and disease, everything away from us that hinders us and gave us everything good. He gave us joy. He gave us prosperity. He gave us healing. He gave it all to us, church. But so many Christians are shoving it away. You know? No, don't, don't do that. You know? You know I'll, get, I'll quit, honey. But anyhow, uh, what happens, Tammy, when you have a dog and you want to feed him? Do you say, stay away, Father, stay away? No, you say, well, we're doing the same thing with finances. We're doing the same with healing. We're doing the same with joy. We're calling it in. We're calling it in. Yeah, I'm a put. I praise the Lord. <laughs> but see, if you'll only get this in your in your, this is the whole big with with, with following the Lord. Your body hears you when you speak negative. My back is killing me. I tell you what, you know, just you know what, we just wake up in the morning and I tell you, I just my hurt all the time. Well, guess what? Your back, you hurt it. <laughs> it hurts you. Yeah. See, get up and praise the Lord in the morning. Yeah. Get up there and give him something for to work on through the day. I'm quitting, honey, right now. <laughs> 
Whose microphone is this? <laughs> but church, I'm telling you, this is the, I'm going to say it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, I want to hear it. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I'll rejoice and be glad in him. That makes the devil so mad when you do that. Yeah. He doesn't want to be expounded. He, he wants to be expounded. He's a nothing. Laugh at him. Al, do you like to be laughed at? Do you? You like to be laughed at? No. And neither is, neither is the devil. The devil likes these solemn people. That's the kind he likes. But when you laugh at him, he has to let everything go. Everything go. I'll demonstrate one more thing, and then I quit, I promise. I come up to Dave's house. And, of course, first of all, the devil says, imps, whatever you are, you go burn down Dave's house. Right now, I tell you, right now. Oh, yes, we will. Da, 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 da. Gets up to the house there. About raised. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the mighty. We'll say unto the Lord, he's mighty. And he backs up because he can't. What's Come on, James 4, 7. Has to flee. He hates the word, church. He hates the word. Jesus defeated the, the devil, too, in the wilderness. It is written, devil, we don't live by bread alone, but every word that sees out of the mouth of God. See, this is our right here, what he hates. If you get that word in you, <laughs> he ain't going to bother you. See, always remember, too, you're a king, and he's a prince. He can't tell you what to do. He can't tell you what to do. But he goes around as a roaring lion to seek in whom he devours. His wife gave me a word. No, that's not him. Pete. Pete Peter. His, his wife gave me a T-shirt. The devil goes around as a mew. Because <laughs> that's all he is. But we make him big. We make him big in our lives. Are we really afraid? You know, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they bowed down. They, 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 all, six million bowed down, and Shadrach, Meshach, and go stood straight up. <laughs> and they had to go into the fiery furnace. But you know what? It couldn't touch them. <laughs> yeah. See, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess. Fire, everything. You, you, we should be able to, and nothing should stop us. But see, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of a power, love, and some mind. But I just want to thank you so much for what you guys did for me. <sighs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. What? What's it? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's about all he is. He, he squeaks. That's about all he does. But so many people bow down in there and that roar. No, who's the roar? Jesus. <laughs> the Lion of Tribe of Judah. Whose microphone is this? Is this yours, Lacey? No, no. It's your, it's <laughs> yeah. well, I, I've got the microphone. It, it, came from, it came from my... Oh, it was right here. Okay, tell, just go ahead. You take the tithes and offerings. You, you did it good. <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> so, 
Very good. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it says that he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he re- re- reaps bountifully. Will, well, he who gives bountifully will reap bountifully. See, it says, give and it shall be given to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall man pour into your bosom. The same measure put in shall be measured back again. When you give, see, you know, the reason why we want to give into the gospel so we can get this gospel out. It, you know what it says in Matthew chapter 21, 24? The verse 14 says, when this gospel is preached all around the world, uh, Jesus is going to come. <sighs> we, the finances will be used for the gospel. We always say that up here. In fact, maybe we should, can we get it up there? Jobs and better jobs. You know, claim this church because, you know, gifts and surprises. <laughs> I got gifts and surprises in my birthday, I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> I asked. I, we say this all the time, okay? There it is, church, right here. Can we say it? Offering of thanks. As we receive today's offering, we are thanking the Lord for jobs and better jobs. Raises and bonuses. Benefits. Sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and an income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, bills decreased, bills decreased, oh my gosh, yeah, blessings and an increase, generosity, increased capacity, new skills, Witty inventions and ideas. Jesse liked that one. Wise investment and divine favor. That's the big one. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of our financial needs so that what? We may be able to give more than enough to the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. It says the highest form of prayer is praise. So let's stand up on our feet and let's praise and worship our God. Let's thank him for everything he's done. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, I think some of you think that I don't ever let Ken preach. That isn't true. I beg him. I ask him all the time. And sometimes he almost makes me mad because I don't feel like preaching. <laughs> and so I got to do it anyway. Honestly, you think I'm not a, I mean, not, not that you're not going to, like I, I'm trying to be dominant. I don't know why I think people think that of me, but I'm not that type. I know people who know me know I'm not that way, but I think there's other people that do. <laughs> and I try to make him preach. <laughs> He's good and he needs to do it. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, I, okay, he just told me, let's, let's do the Pledge of Allegiance, so, okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, amen. Okay, I, I really felt led. Okay, this is political. <laughs> it needs to be. 
but Satan's bait in the Ukraine. And this is from Mario Murillo. We can all agree that what Putin is doing is inhuman and barbaric. Nevertheless, the war in the Ukraine is not our war. It is a globalist war, a war without heroes on either side. And, and it is a war we must avoid. Our sons and daughters should not be sent to die in this war. The true victims are the Ukrainian people. We will talk about later about what we can do for them. The European Union encouraged the Ukraine to take a hard line with Russia, the Union. They promised to have their back if Putin did anything. Now they have backtracked and are only granting token support. Are they hoping yet again that the United States will step in and take the lead, even if it leads to World War III? Hearing America's Americans rooting for action and rallying for us to send troops to die in the Ukraine is utter madness. Have we learned nothing from our disastrous involvement in Vietnam, Afghanistan? What about Iraq? Even the New York Times was claiming that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. He did not. The same mechanism that duped us into the war in Iraq is doing the same thing now. The same people who profited from the war in Iraq stand to profit in this one. Why are you not suspicious of <laughs> when MSNBC, CNN, and all the other leftist hollow heads are unanimous in the drum beat of the war? <laughs> this is Mario Morella, and I'm telling you, I'm not afraid to say this stuff. I don't care. <laughs> We're on four different platforms but uh, I, I would never was from the beginning of this whole thing because it was socialist, communist. Yeah. As soon as that COVID thing came, I said, they're trying to trap you. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, and I mean, I'm talking 2020 yeah. February, yeah. at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. I knew it in my spirit. I knew it because I was, I was alive in World War II, Come let's on. just put it that way. And we were warned in school, don't you ever be a communist. Communism will kill you. Communism wants to destroy you. I mean, they pounded it. Even nuns did. Pounded it in your head. They pounded it <laughs> in your head. They, they go back and forth and, and, and speak. So um, why are you agreeing with the, with the same people who locked down your church? They didn't lock down ours because they wouldn't go for it. <laughs> Forced masks on your children. You know my thing on that. <laughs> and made billions off of forced vaccinations. Are you buying the newfound patriotism of the left who wants us to attack Russia? This from the very ones who have proven again and again their mortal hatred for all things American. Do not take the bait. This is Satan's bait. It is a distraction from other critical issues. Number one, it's a distraction away from the corruption which is about to be uncovered. A wise man once said, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. It's true. Well, brothers and sisters, the truth finally got its shoes on. How convenient that the war in the Ukraine arrived just as the world was waking up to the truth about the present, present administration. Yeah. Truth, stuff is coming out. Yeah. 
and it's got to be exposed. That yeah. see, when all that happened, when Trump didn't get in, <laughs> and I thought, oh, it'll be over in a few months. Ha! Huh? Yep. It's probably this whole year. Yeah. But you know what? We're still here. Yeah. We still have freedoms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, where was I? Okay. The truth about Hillary, Hunter, Hunter Biden, the Wuhan lab, Fauci, Pfizer. Yeah election fraud, mass profiteering, and the backlash against their cramming CRT, transgender, and other sexual perversions down our throats got too close for comfort and the left needed another distraction. This is a distraction. It's a distraction, this war. It is meant to cause us to take our foot off the gas just as we are about to uncover mass corruption. There's a picture there. It distracted me. <laughs> it is a distance, Hillary Clinton. It, it is a distraction away from the Democrats passing the most evil laws ever. While, while you were looking at the war in the Ukraine, Colorado passed a law that allows abortion even at full term. Colorado. Yeah, they, they have passed it. Maryland goes one better. This is horrid. It is a monstrosity called Senate Bill 669. Isn't that? Oh, you just turned the nine upside down. Okay, 666. It reiterates current law that deprives fetuses of all rights, meaning they could be the subjects of live experimentation when that is technologically, technologically, I can say it, feasible. The language of this satanic bill is chilling. Chilling. Nothing in this section can be construed to confer personhood or any rights on the fetus. Next, the bill, they have no rights. If they're born alive, they can use it for experiments. Next, the bill, now it hasn't passed, but next the bill would prevent investigations and legal penalties for abortion at any point in the pregnancy and perinatal deaths caused by failure to act, which extend from the 22nd week of gestation. That means a baby may be neglected and allowed to die even 28 days after it has been born alive. It would leave it starved to death. It'd just leave it. I. I read something once, and it was several months ago, where a nurse said that she heard this baby crying in a, it was in a hospital or something, and and it was it was born alive, and and the the parents said let it die, yeah. <laughs> and she said she was shocked, she quit the hospital, but she found that I mean I know. <laughs> This means a baby may be neglected and allowed to die even 28 days after it has been born alive. It states, this section may not be construed to authorize any form of investigation or penalty for a person. Number one, terminating or attempting to terminate the person's own pregnancy, no investigations. Number two, experience a miscarriage perinatal death related to a failure to act or stillbirth. This means that a baby who survived an abortion can be allowed to die without care and no investigation, no investigation and no pursuit nor legal penalty applied. 
Imagine letting a newborn that survives whoops, an abortion go without any attention, medical or otherwise, up to 28 days. Number three, this Satan's bait also distract us, distracts us away from the midterm elections, exactly. yeah. which is true, and fraudulent voting. I mean, do vote. I mean, you know what? We need to, we need to vote, or if you haven't, it's going to come in May. I'm begging you, vote. It makes a difference. And even if they, you know, I was too, I was so disgusted, our, did our voting, but it doesn't make any difference. If everybody quit voting because they think it's fraudulent, then it really, we're really going to be in trouble. Vote, 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 and pray. To rehabilitate their heinous history, the Democrats now want to appear patriotic. They want to drum up the kind of patriotic fervor that existed during the Second World War. They are even saying Putin is worse than Hitler. They want to ruin our best chance in decades to finally depose a depraved Congress. I do not care how spiritual your pastor sounds <laughs> when he or she says you should stay out of politics. Well, I haven't told you that. Stay out of politics. Staying out of the midterm elections would be the worst thing the American church would ever do. This is our chance, maybe our last chance, maybe uh, to, to make them pay for the towering list of evils and miseries they have heaped on the American people. The Ukrainian people and not the corrupt regime deserve all of the help we can give them, but we must not be distracted from an enemy at home that is just as lethal. Yeah. The left is equally at war with our freedoms, even if they are not yet turning their guns and tanks on American citizens. Keep your foot on the gas. Let us first win this war against evil at home. Then we will be better equipped to deal with the evil in other parts of the world. Yes. Amen. 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 So, whoa. Anyway, <laughs> that's Mario Merlo. He's he's good. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna say this. How many? Yeah. There's a lot of revivals going on. Big tent revivals. Thousands of people coming into his tents. And people getting born again, miracles happening, yes. miracles of, of people that can't, I mean, feet growing out all in California, in the worst places, in the places that are overrun by drugs and stuff, and they're coming into the tents and, and just, and they're just, they're hungry for the Lord. So that, that, the revival has started, and it's going to pull. If you read up, it, Mario Merlo. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask this. How many people here are righteous? <laughs> okay, no, okay. I'll ask it again. How many people are righteous? <laughs> so if you have any doubts, okay. How many people are born again? <laughs> If you're born again, you're righteous. Whether you like it or not, you're born again. I mean, you're, you're righteous. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, Jesus became sin for us. 
although he never knew any sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God. God. You might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to receive Jesus. That's huge, though. That's huge. You're righteous. See, what, where, where are you righteous? Inside of your spirit. And because of that, you, God wants you to be just like him. Okay, so, you know, what, what you were saying, yeah, you know, the words of our mouth, we plant seeds. I do that. You know, people just tell me I run myself down all the time, and I did. <laughs> Even at, but we plant seeds with our words, and but we need to plant the seeds that say who we are in Christ. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. I asked the Lord what I should talk about, and he told me to talk about angels today. <laughs> Must be a reason. Okay, there was another question. Okay. Oh, how many, how many people know in here that God does not cause bad things to happen? Good. <laughs> it's not God who causes bad stuff. Okay. There's going to be more and more manifestations of the supernatural. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you just check into that revival down in California, it's, it's further like Los Angeles and, and uh, to the parts that, uh, that are really a lot of drug trafficking and it, it, just really a lot of bad stuff going on. It's, it's absolutely marvelous, though. People coming in and, and healings, magnificent healings. No legs that grow out. <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> okay, but you know what? It's going to creep up here. And we need to all get ready for it. You need to know who you are in Christ. There's no way a pastors are supposed to do that. I mean, you're, we're supposed to, but the rest of you are going to lay heads on the sick. You're going to raise the dead. But you've got to know who you are in Christ. So get in the word. Get, I mean, I just urge the people in here to do that because you're going to be needed. It's, it's just going to be so much fun. <laughs> okay. So what was I? How did I? What did I put? Okay. So we still are going to need, we have got the blood of Jesus. We have got the new covenant. We've got an anointing. Did you know that just because you're born again, and especially spirit-filled, that you have an unction of the Holy One? And in your spirit is all the wisdom and knowledge of God, but it can lay dormant in there. And you've got to pull it out by getting into the Word and meditating in the Word. You'll pull it out. You'll start understanding stuff. But the only way, you've got to renew your mind with the word. I'm telling you, we're heading for some stuff. Amen. And you're going to be used. Yes. God wants you. You're going to go downtown. I mean, this is Fremont. We've, we've been placed here in this time, in this era, in, in this place for a reason. Right. You know what? you got the Holy Spirit. We need to get 
filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, too. We need all of that. Okay, so do we need the angels? Yes, we do. We need angelic ministry on top of it. Now, you all know you all got a guardian angel, right? Okay, but we have many more angels at our disposal. Now, once you are born again, I'm going to say it again. You are, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what is a great exchange? And I was talking about that for two weeks, uh, two or three weeks. But God exchanged his righteousness, he, his son, but his son, Jesus. All right? And Jesus went to die for us. Jesus never sinned. But he says, Father, I'll take on all of their sins, all of their sicknesses, so they can be righteous. But only, not everybody is, but if you ask Jesus to come in your heart, to be your Lord and Savior. See, okay, for 39 years of I knew Savior. Yeah, he, what did he save us from? What did he do? But see, you have to make him Lord. Now, some people think they're born again just because believe that Jesus, you have to believe he died on the cross, was resurrected, but you also make him Lord of what you say, Lord of what you put in there, Lord of what you put in here. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Okay, Lord of what you hear, Lord of what you're looking at, Lord of where your feet take you, Lord of what your hands do. Lord of who you hang around. Hey. I'm not kidding you. Or he's not Lord. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. You know what the Lord said to me? I said that one day. The Lord is my shepherd. And he said, I cannot be their shepherd though unless they make me Lord over their life. Isn't that something? <laughs> I heard it in here. See, and that's, he starts to give you revelation knowledge. So he, 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 you know, we can say, the Lord is my shepherd or shall not want. But then we just go up and do whatever we want. He is not your Lord. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right. So we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have his DNA, divine nature and ability. We have sozo life, the life, the nature, the power, and the ability of God. The Bible says, as God is, so are we in this world. The Bible says, greater is he that's in you than that stupid Antichrist spirit. Right? Even greater works shall you do. So you got to know who you are in Christ. We've got all kinds of papers that that you can say, and once you start saying them, it starts to get inside of you. But you can't just do it flippantly. You need to meditate on those things. So we've got to know. That's why it's necessary to read the Bible. It's necessary to meditate on the Word of God after you are born again, because you get born again, you never get in the Word. Nothing. You don't got nothing in there. 
you have no resource. It's got to go. See, you're, you're, a, you're a, a spirit being. Yeah. And that's where Jesus lives, in the spirit. You have a soul, a mind, mind, a will, and emotions. And you've, you're free. You have a free will. God does not force you. The devil does. And you have got to renew that mind with the word, reprogram it. Unless you're like tiny, like the little kids, and they learn from the time they're little. Then you don't have to reprogram much. But there's a world system out there, and they're exposed to that too. Okay, so it's necessary to, to meditate on scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just... Right. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Peter, in the Garden of Gethsemane, before he was crucified, he tried to defend Jesus by cutting off the ear of, of, of the high priest's assistant. <laughs> and Jesus picked it up. He picked up the ear and put it back. <laughs> and, and on the man's head, and he says, Peter... I have 12 legions of agent, angels that I could have called on. Yeah. Why did you do that? He did it in the flesh. Yeah. You know what? When I, but when I was thinking about that, I went, see, Peter thought that Jesus was going to take over Rome yeah. and that Roman law was no going to longer be and, and the Jewish people were going to take over Rome. But that wasn't the goal. The goal was for us to get born again thousands of years later with thousands of people and they didn't understand that and you see so he was defending peter got in the flesh didn't he he got in the flesh but see you have to be in the spirit that reminded me of what i just read about putin and about about iraq and about afghanistan and about russia and the ukraine Okay, same thing. We think something is bad or even the stuff that's being exposed, but it has to be exposed. God, and we've been saying that we're, God is using Putin to do something here, to expose. There's some exposure that needs to be. Remember, there was a lot of shenanigans going on with the Ukraine with, a, with a, well, Hunter Biden. <laughs> and that was covered up. It needs to come out. Yeah. See, you think something's not right, and maybe that, that's why it's happening, just like Peter. Yeah. He thought he had to defend Jesus. Come on. That reminded me of the same thing. You don't know what God has in mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. In other words, Peter, if I needed help, I would call on thousands of angels and so can we, because Jesus turned his authority over to us. Okay. So, and I, I quoted this already. John, <clears throat> excuse me, 14, 12 says, even greater works shall we do, because I went to the Father. Um, okay, Hebrews, put up there, Hebrews 1, 13, in 14 verses, mm, yeah, put it up in the Amplified. 
Okay, so it says, is it up there? Yes. Okay. Besides to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? Okay, so they're, they're talking about, we think angels are a big thing, okay? To which of the angels did he ever say, sit at my right hand? associated with me in my royal dignity till I make your enemies a stool for your feet. Guess who he said that to? Us. This is, you, they know that scripture, we use it all the time. Ephesians 2, 6. And I have raised them up. If you're born again, you are raised up in the spirit realm, seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. That's the highest place of authority in the universe. It's above all rulers, all names. It's in Ephesians 1. That's why I say, say the Ephesians prayer. You get, I've been saying it for 40 years. It's Revelation. And then 2.6. Whether you know it or not, same thing. You're righteous and you're also seated at the right hand of the Father. And do you know what? I can't explain this very good. Maybe Jesse could or some uh, scientists or <laughs> scientists have said that they actually know there's something up there to the north where the throne of God is. And there's like two figures. I don't know. I can't explain it right. But they actually detected something. <laughs> like there's two. We're all seated. I always think of, I see this, I see, you know, we're seated at the right hand of the Father yeah. in Christ Jesus. He said he, he, he put Jesus there, but he said he put us there too right. when we're born again. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's the highest place of authority. Yeah. That's the place that Satan wanted to get control of. Hey. He said, I will lift myself up higher than God. It wasn't Satan, it was Lucifer was his name, same person. His name was changed to Satan, as evil. Lucifer was a beautiful angel of light. You see, but he tried to exalt himself above God. Okay, so that was that. He said, which of the angels did he ever say? Sit at my right hand. <laughs> Verse 14, are not the angels all ministering spirits? or servants set out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. Okay. Psalm 103, verse 20. It says, well, first of all, Psalm 103, we're always quoting it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and don't forget my benefits. He said he got benefits, just like you got benefits when you get a job. Amen. All right. One of his benefits, then you jump down to, to uh, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, all you angels that excel in strength, hearkening unto the voice of God's word. But who's, who's saying the voice of that God's word? We are. We are to say, Lord, you said, 
<laughs> he said Psalm 91, that's another one, that you would, angels would bear us up in their hands. You say that out loud, and demons have to flee. So I put Psalm 91 here, too. Uh, it's verse, uh, actually, 10 through 12. No evil, and I'm, I'm doing this for the sake of time. I know, but no evil shall befall you, nor any plague come nigh your dwelling. For God will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, and they shall bear you up in their hands, lest you even dash your foot against a stone. He said, memorize the whole thing. But see, right there, it's telling you. You see your benefits? You say that out loud. People are helped. We, we had a school once, her and I, of homeschoolers all the way from kindergarten to 12th grade, and we made them memorize. But I said to her, if they got to memorize it, we got to memorize it. I'm glad. <laughs> So we both know Psalm 103, Psalm 91, Psalm 23, whole bunch of stuff by heart. Anyway, but you got to keep saying it. All right, now to Hebrews 2.1. Now we were talking about how, all right. Okay, 2.1. Since all this is true, what we just read in one, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truth. This is truth in the word. Lest in any way we drift past it and slip away. Well, it's talking about the ministry of angels. So if Jesus is your Lord, you have angels beyond your guardian angel who has been sent to minister, to guard and protect you on behalf. I need a Kleenex. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so so you you you've got angels. Amen. Now, all right. There was a man at Hormel's that was um, Ken worked at Hormel's for thirty over thirty years. Okay, and this guy we knew uh, we knew him before we got born again, and then stayed away because. <laughs> He was, <laughs> yeah, hmm. anyway, but he, and would you believe somebody left a tract in his doorway yeah. and it was, it was either Jehovah Witness or Mormon and he got born again though, yeah. the right way from it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I swear. Okay. So he, he actually said he rented a U-Haul and he, he got rid of multitudes of booze, and beer, uh, alcohol, um, pornography, and, and then pornography was in magazines. Now you can get it off the internet. But, and, uh, and drugs, all kinds of illegal drugs. And he put that whole thing full and took it to the dump. <laughs> and he got born again. Now he told us a story, though, about how he and a bunch of people men and women, girls and boys, whatever. They've had a van, and they were in Colorado, and they were up in the mountains, and they were doing drugs, and they were drunk, but he was the driver of the car, and he said they were going down the mountain, and the brakes went out. 
Now, he was not a Christian then. But did you notice it said that the angels will minister to the heirs of salvation? God saw him as a born-again Christian before he was. And he, sa he said, I don't know how he made it down the mountain. And he said, I know now that God did it. He had his angels stop that van because it was going faster and faster and faster. That's really dangerous when the brakes were. Those, those old vans with a bunch of drunk people, they were all out of it. Oh, my gosh. And he said he knew God protected him. Uh, since he's gone to heaven. But um, I just thought I've never forgotten that that story. Yeah. Now, now, okay, verse 2-1, though, we shouldn't, we have so much salvation, and it means don't be careless or take lightly the role that angels play in your lives. We won't be able to escape the captivity and the bondage of circumstances that happen in life, Right? But in the unseen realm, though, the spirit world is just as real as the physical world that we live in. Yes. It really is. Right. God is a spirit, and he spoke the world into existence. But the Bible is where you find out about this stuff. It's a revelation of unseen realm. And it says the unseen realm is populated by demons and angels. Okay? So everything in your life has a spiritual root, whether you believe it or not. You know, I was looking up something this morning about how, how Jesus came to, it says, he's, he's uh, who is it, John the Baptist. He put the axe to the root of the tree, but, but it was the start of that. He wants to root out. See, maybe you were raped when you were little. That demonic spirit of, of sexual perversion yes. could even get in there Come then. On. You don't Come know. On. So many so many girls were were touched. Uh, and, and that perversion could get in there. And maybe you didn't even um, you know, but you it's it's I don't know. No, on, but God. see Come that on. root, Jesus came to yeah. pull yeah. out those roots. Yeah. And the best way to pull them out, then I was listening to uh, I was doing a lot this morning, listening to Bill Winston. And he was saying how you can pull those old roots out of there by the words of your mouth, saying who you are in Christ. We got all kinds of papers of good stuff saying who you are in Christ. Okay, so, see, bad things happening to you, I'm going to say this, is not God's fault. It's not God's fault. Okay, we're going to go into some facts. Um, put up um, Psalm 8, 4 and 5. And we're going to, facts and things about angels. <laughs> okay, Psalm 8. That's a, that's a biggie one for that. And this is requoted, and we will requote it. It's in Hebrews, too. Okay. So Psalm 8, verses 4 and 5. Anybody know Billy Brim? 
Some of you, yep. Okay, Billy Brim, on uh, verse four, we'll do it out of the Amplified. It says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of earthborn man that you care for him? You know who said that? She said the angels said that to God. She went, what? They were looking as God created man. And, and, they, and they said, what? What's that man? How come you're so mindful of him? And the son of earthborn man that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little Lord, I'm going to say it, in the King James. Did you put up? Oh, I bet I started reading the Amplified and I didn't want to. It says about the same thing, but not on verse 5 it doesn't. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Wow, I just got done telling you. Huh. Okay, know this. The Old Testament was translated into from Hebrew into English. The New Testament was translated from Greek into English. And religious thinking, there, there, there's, okay, I'm just going to say this. There's a religious spirit, and it's mean. And it gives us the idea that angels are a higher order of being than we are. And that's a problem because we can't see them. And see, that makes us harder for us to have them minister for us or to dispatch them. Because we don't think we have the right to do that. Now let's go to the Amplified Bible. And I can tell you right now, when it was translated from the Hebrew of that word angels, they translated it wrong. What? Are you changed? Somebody asked me once, are you changing the Bible? No. No. <laughs> Angel there means Elohim. Who is Elohim? God. It's God. Okay. So let's read it, though. Out of the Amplified, kind of says it right. Okay. Verse 4. What is man that you're mindful of him? The angels asked God. And the son of earthborn man that you care for him so much. Yet you have made him but a little lower than God. They actually said it right there. But then the translators had to put the, you know, like, and, or heavenly beings. <laughs> so, you know, they weren't sure. Okay, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. No, and he's talking about man. Man is crowned with glory and honor. Jerry Savell says, I'm, I'm crowned with glory and honor. <laughs> he always says, okay, you have made, verse 6, you have made him to have dominion and authority over all the works of your hands. We got dominion and authority over fish and mosquitoes and... <laughs> COVID and all that stuff. You have put all things under man's feet, except people. I put, but not people. You can never take authority over people. That's right. 
can't do not take authority over people. You take authority over what's happening to people, bad stuff. Do you know what? That, that is wrong. Then you're controlling, and that's a spirit of witchcraft. Okay. So, all right. Know this, that in Genesis 1.27, don't put that up there. It says, man was made in the image of God. And then it says it actually was the Godhead. Man was made in the image of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Ghost. We're made in the image of God. <laughs> now, I think if I, sometime, okay, let's go back to Hebrews 2. You can get Hebrews 2. Oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> Hebrews 2. I have verses 5 through 12, which is a lot, though. It might be. See, because I don't know if I should go through this, that whole thing. Because um, it almost sounds like the opposite again. <laughs> well, okay. For it was not, okay, 5 out of the Amplified. For it was not to angels that God subjected the habitable world of the future of which we are speaking. No, not to angels. <laughs> he turned his authority over to us in the Great Commission. When he ascended up into heaven, he said, I've been saying this over and over the last few weeks. Now, you go. You go cast out devils. You go speak in new tongues. You, if you drink any deadly poison, or if anything, if a snake bites you, it will not harm you. I take that even as going out to the restaurant. <laughs> Restro. I was going to say restroom. Restaurant. <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> or like like the mosquitoes that, what kind of, da, 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 da. West Nile and all that junk, you know, starts, they give you disease and ticks and you know, it can't harm you. You need to claim that. And then it says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See, that's the great commission. He said, you go. <laughs> Do I have to explain that English thing again? <laughs> okay, whenever in English, whenever a sentence starts with a verb, which is an action word, then it means it's a command. And it says, go. He said, he ascended and he says to his disciple, behold, I've been given all power and authority in heaven and earth. Yeah. Go. go. And that means you go yeah. and do this stuff. Yeah. You cast out the yeah. devils. Yeah. I'm going to heaven and rest. Yeah. I was on the cross. I did my part. Now you do your part. Honestly. And that's what you're supposed to do. Not for just a pastor or five-fold ministry. It's all of you. Do it. <laughs> you got the power to do it. If you're born again, and especially if you're spirit-filled. Okay, next verse. I better read it. Um, okay, verse 6. It has been solemnly and earnestly said in a certain place. And here's quoting, re-quoting again Psalm 8. What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man, that you graciously and helpfully care and visit and look after him? The angels asked that. Verse 7. 
For some time you have ranked him lower than and inferior to the angels. Okay, for some time God has ranked him lower and inferior man, lower than inferior to the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have given him authority. Okay. Now, the reason Jesus had to come to the cross in order to give man that authority. Right. Okay. Verse 8. For you have put everything in subjection to man's feet. Okay, now, here. For some time... Let me, let me reread verse 7 because I didn't explain it right. For some time you have ranked man lower and inferior to the angels, and that word is supposed to be Elohim again. Yeah, we are. We're lower than God, <laughs> a little lower than God, but he still put us at his own right hand. And you have crowned man with glory and honor. And then you set him over the works of your hands. You gave him authority. You gave him dominion over the earth. Just he restored it. Adam had it. Sold it out to the devil. But he restored it by going to the cross. But it was such a trap that Satan couldn't figure out how God was going to do that. And it's inside of you. You've got to pull this stuff out. You've got to know it. Okay, verse 8. For you have put everything in subjection under man's feet. Yes. The stuff on the earth. Yes. Now I'm putting everything in subjection to man. He left nothing outside of man's control. Right. Isn't that something? Yeah. But at present, we do not yet see all things subjected to man because a lack of knowledge of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling you. <laughs> but we are able to say Jesus who was ranked, now, listen to this though, lower than the angels for a little while. Only while he went to hell with our sins and our sicknesses. That's the only time when he went to hell with man's junk all over him. When he became, do you get it? <laughs> all right, so, Crowned with glory and honor because of having suffered death. Our sins made him die. In order that by the grace, the unmerited favor of God to us sinners, he might experience death for every individual person. Do you understand this? For it was an act worthy. Now, see, this comes from meditation. This comes from looking up stuff. This comes from praying in tongues for an hour <laughs> and then reading the Bible and try and get it, and he starts explaining it to you. It, it, dear, I'm telling you, we've got to stay full. Now, we'll, we'll get people filled with the Holy Ghost, too, because we need to do that, <laughs> too. Um, okay. Or was I? All right. But see, you're, if, if you're going to be surface Christian, 
Okay, we, we went to the cross. We got born again. Let's go on. Let's get higher and higher and higher so we can be of use to God on the earth. So we ain't cookie-cutter Christians, right, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Tabitha said, she said, what do you want for Mother's Day? She said, I want you to come to church with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, all the churches in town are cookie-cutter. Did he? I know. He told me that. Yeah. But you know what? He stayed. <laughs> he stayed here. Because <laughs> that's the same thing I thought. I didn't think of that word like that, but I was like, religion. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that wasn't a nice thing to say, though, because there's good churches in town. I'm, I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, okay, for it is an act, verse 10, worthy of God and fitting to the divine nature that he, who, for whose sake and by whom all things have their existence in bringing many sons into glory. You women are sons too. Who cares? <laughs> I don't look at that gender word. I mean, sons and daughters of Christ. And should make the pioneer of their salvation. Jesus was the pioneer. Yeah. That they should, the pioneer of their salvation, perfect, should bring to maturity the human experience necessary to be perfectly equipped for his office as high priest through suffering. He, he became a man just like us. That's another thing. People don't get that. He was exactly like us when he came to the earth and walked the earth. He didn't have any supernatural things till John the Baptist baptized me. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's when the signs, wonders, and miracles. And he was in the desert for 40 days. And si after that, signs, wonders, mir miracles happened. Hallelujah. Verse 11, for both he who sanctifies makes men holy. He's the one who does it. And those who are sanctified... All have one father. Oh, Even if you were born of an earthly father, he's your father if you're born again. For this reason, he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Right. Brethren. Okay, for he says, I will declare your father's name to my brothers and sisters. Jesus said that. In the midst of the worshiping congregation, I will sing hymns of praise to you. And some of this was when he went to Abraham's bosom also and got out like, like uh, David and, and Zechariah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and all the people who were waiting for him to go to the cross. Now, I know that, that, that might have been a little hard and I, didn't, I can't take that much time here to explain. Well, some of, some of you, that part anyway. I was going to just, anyway... Okay, so the word of God is infallible. In other words, we used to hear that the church was infallible. <laughs> no, the word of God is infallible, but various translations of the word are not infallible. Translators can make mistakes when they, they translate according to personal beliefs and truths. See, for example, translating the plural word for God in Psalms 8. 
in Hebrews 2.7, which is the Hebrew word for Elohim. And they translated it as angels was incorrect because it means God. Uh, Keith Moore? Anybody know Keith Moore? A lot of people, yeah. Whoa, he's got, he, he is one of the best peop, people to listen to. Ooh, Keith Moore. Listen to Keith Moore. <laughs> he's more like Kenneth Hagin than anybody. But, and so, well, I've seen other people too. But uh, he said <laughs> in, if, in, in history, and I don't know if you guys that went to Bible college, but anyway, that the translators had a big, fat fight because especially over Isaiah 53, 4, uh, it says he bore our griefs and how did they put it? And took, yeah, it's better go there. Isaiah 53, 4. I want to say it right. See, in the, in the King James, it was surely, okay, out of the King James, Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. See, okay, do you know what? Grief means sickness. And sorrow means pain. In the correct translations. Even the Amplified, surely he borne our grief, but then they put it in parentheses. Sickness, weakness, distress, and carried our sorrow and pain. Well, I can tell you what, when you're sick, you're put to grief. <laughs> when you got pain, it's sorrow. <laughs> I want to get rid of this pain. Anyway, okay, so grief means sickness, sorrow means pain. The translators had arguments because they just couldn't believe that Jesus took our sicknesses <laughs> and carried our pain. And that we don't have to have any because because of that, it's been downplayed so much. And we, see, and that's another one. It's easy to get born again, easier. But the thing is, you got pain when sometimes when you're sick. And that pain lingers. But see, Jesus still took all the sicknesses. Okay, see... This is a little more complicated, but I believe that you're smart enough. You're, you're high enough to get it. Amen. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, but God created mankind to be just like him. And when you get born again, he turned it over. We were made in God's image more so than the angels are. And we're supposed to rule the earth with all power, dominion, and authority, he granted us. I can quote scriptures for that. I mean, Revelation 5.10 says, says, He has made us as kings and priests unto our God, and we shall rule and reign on the earth. Amen. So God gave us angels to help us when we face challenges and bad circumstances. And if we can understand and know and use that kind of a resource... You know, you're going to find great escapes from difficult things. Yeah. I mean, what about those people in wartime? Right. Yeah. See, uh, Hebrews, okay, Hebrews 13, 2. Okay. 
The reason I'm, I'm saying this, let's see. Um, just put it in the King James. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. <laughs> Woo. So, you know what? Just, just in case... The word entertain, it doesn't mean you have to have them over to their house or anything like that, but maybe somebody talks to you. And I'll give you another example. Be kind to people, just in case. To those you don't know, just in case. And you can be led by the Spirit inside of you, by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because maybe God sent them to help you. But without realizing it, you can provoke yes. angels to stop the help yes. because you don't believe it. You irritate them to a point of sending them away. Right. Proof, Exodus 23, 21. I mean, Exodus 23, verse 20. King James. It says, behold, okay. Um, it's, it's telling, okay, well, it was the exodus out of, out of uh, Egypt. Okay, behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way, to guard you. And bring you into the place which I have prepared. I send an angel to lead you, but you can't see the angel. But beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. In other words, he'll take off. <laughs> and he can't help you anymore. So if you provoke an angel, even out of ignorance... It will cut him off from a ministry to you. Right. See, control yourself <laughs> before you tell somebody or shake your fist at somebody, I hate to say what else you might do, <laughs> at the guy who cut you off in traffic. Yeah. It could have been an angel who was trying to prevent the car accident. I'll tell you, I've seen it. One time, I, we felt the thump. Of a, we sideswiped in Omaha, and it was, boom, and it went, oh my God, we sideswiped, nothing happened. It just, boom, it was like, I, I, you know what, we were baby, baby Christians, and we were going to a, one of our first services in Omaha, some people were speaking, and, um, and I, I just knew it in my spirit. I, I said, you know what, I bet you an angel came between us. To stop us. Amen. And I can, I can remember so many times, you probably won't even know the times, angels have helped you from having a wreck. <laughs> and see, sometimes though you might not even cross your minds that an angel was trying to help you and you got mad at the person. But do recognize that angelic ministry is how we're going to escape stuff like that. Okay, so I, I just, and I, I put this in here. 
I just want to tell you what we say sometimes here when we're praying. We dispatch, in fact, this morning, we dispatch angels to bring divine messages and divine utterances from heaven that God wants for this service. Not what I want, what he wants. Okay, we ask the angels to pour the blood of Jesus inside and outside of this building. I do. In every nook and cranny to drive out all darkness. See, people come in and out. Could be workers, food bank people. I mean, I'm not saying, but it. who knows? What You know what? We put angels at the doorpost of the building to bind demons on anyone and tell them to leave the property and drive them off the property and bind demons in anyone that they would not operate during the service. We ask angels to bring new body parts from the storehouse in heaven. We put a, or you could put a circle of the blood of Jesus over and around your children as they go somewhere or, or loved ones for protection. Or dispatch, you can dispatch warring angels, praising angels, healing angels, financial angels to get you the finances. I have done it. <laughs> There is, oh my gosh, Dufresne's have miracles with the financial things that an angel appearing and saying, I'm going to help you. And this was like $300,000 or the building was going to be taken away the next day. And a man came in who was a millionaire, just came in for one service and gave it to him. <laughs> okay, Cornelius in Acts 10. Cornelius was not... Uh, a Jew or a Christian, but it says that he gave much alms. Yeah. Alms means money to the poor. Yeah. And he prayed a lot. Yeah. And an angel came to visit him. And he said, an angel, uh, the angel said that go to Peter. Was it Peter? Yeah. yeah. It was Peter that he had asked him to come to your house. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time Jews and Gentiles came yeah. together too. And and Peter had a vision, and so did Cornelius. But it was because he prayed and gave to the poor. So, yeah, Cornelius did. Okay, well, he went to his house, and guess what his whole family got? Saved. His whole family got saved. See, angels can now. Well, you're going to get this a little later. Okay, not much. <laughs> I'm almost done. No. Angels can and do comfort us. They can bring and protect lost pets. I've used that one a lot. <laughs> lost pets. <laughs> or protect them. Oh, my gosh. I put angels around our pets because I couldn't find them for days. And, and they came back. <laughs> I said, angels, take them and bring them to the door. What? Lost keys. Lost money. Lost valuables. Ask them to put it in a place where you can find it. That's worked for me for years. I, I could tell you even one time. Okay, so we went on a trip together, and then my daughter, Patty, his mother, had to go all Roberts University practically two days, one day later. And phew, we got unpacked, got repacked. <laughs> And we had a guinea pig, and it was in a cage, and it had gotten out. And I went, I said, God, I don't have any time to look for it. I don't know where it is, and I don't want it to starve while we're gone for all the next few days going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that was way back. 
uh, and yeah, in the 80s, yeah. And, um, and uh, I'm not kidding you. Just like I said, God, just have me look and see where he is. And it was just like that. You know how under your counters, you have kind of a little ridge under there? My eyes went down and I went, oh my God, he's right there. <laughs> just like that. Because I had no time. And I got it. <laughs> I mean, I got it, put it back in the cage. <laughs> just, just things like that. I can go on and on and on about how many times God has helped. Okay. Um, they can cause supernatural manifestations of light and love and comfort in dangerous times when somebody dies or if you're in a prison cell or if it's, or uh, give direction when you're lost. Now you can use GPS, <laughs> but if you have it on you, okay. Uh, he can bring in people to bring finances to you and they can move now. Okay, that was another thing. We weren't getting her uh, okay from Oral Roberts University when she graduated from high school. Wasn't coming at the time, was getting really close. I mean, it was August almost, uh, the end of July. And you have to, you know, to go to college, you gotta have that approval. And I asked angels to cut the red tape. And I says, wherever her letter's laying, and if it got lost, just put it right on top of the desk to the person. Yeah. You know what? She cut it <laughs> three days later. God listens. I mean, they, okay. The, okay, but I have to tell you this. Things angels are not to do. Angels do not operate in revelation knowledge of the word and are not responsible to teach or preach the word of God. Remember Cornelius? An angel appeared but, but was sent so that he would send for Peter who had to witness. There is one time they're going to do it and that's in the tribulation. But not until that time. Angels do. You cannot send an angel to preach the gospel to somebody. They can't do it. It's a proven thing in the Bible. I can give you, I gave you just one, one proof right there with Cornelius. Why, did, why couldn't the angel just go there? Why couldn't he just lead him to the Lord right there? Right. No, he isn't supposed to. People are. Yeah. Until the tribulation. Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard people pray that way. Angels actually desire to look into salvation. I'm just going to say that. But remember in Psalm 8, what is this man you created? He looks like God. Yeah. Angels ask God this. And John, but John 14, 26 says, God sent us the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And I wrote it out for saving time. I figured it'd get, okay. Jesus said this to his disciples and to us, who are his disciples also, disciplined followers. But the comforter, the paraclete, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things you need to remember. Whatever I said to you. Well, you don't know what it is unless you read the Bible. Romans 8, 14 says, For many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. It does not say as many as are led by angels. And I always say, Holy Spirit... Show me where to go and where not to go. When to go, when not to go. 
what to say and what not to say here. But see, you could, angel might be, you know, when some of you pray that way, an angel might stop you from going so early or you, well, I got to be on time. He might delay you because the devil had a car accident set up for you. You, you've got to be led by the inner witness, which is in here. See, be suspicious, suspicious if an angel tries to explain scripture that appears to you. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. You don't even have to turn there. Satan himself can transform or masquerade as an angel of light. <laughs> I've met people. Somebody that took over my class at the YMCA, and she says, oh, I was sleeping, and I woke up, and this bright, by my closet door was this bright light. It was an angel, but she says, how come it all, all of a sudden, though, it turned real dark? Not, not dark in the room, but the, the figure of it turned right. I've heard people, my neighbors, <laughs> go to, mm, wait, I can't think. Uh, Metagorky, Metagorky, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. wave, yeah. where Mary was supposed to be appearing to many people, a lady of Fatima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say it. And our neighbor went there deliberately. It's actually a communist, it was communist then. And she told me, I can tell you who she was. She worked at, at Walmart Pharmacy for a long time. But anyway, she said, she said, how come? She said, I went there, and she said, oh, there was, it's like, good, it, it appeared, you know, there. And then all of a sudden, it started to go, well, it was probably either a recording or it was the devil was coming out, and she said, it all left, it all turned dark. I said, <laughs> in fact, I have. Two women who told me that. Another one was selling vitamins, and she told me almost the same thing. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? I remember stuff like that. I mean, I <laughs> so I had explained it at the time. Okay, so they can masquerade as an angel of light, and you think, "Woo, an angel!" You know, and it's it's not. It's a demon. <laughs> Stay full of the word of God by reading and meditating on it daily. You know what? But you've got to read this Bible. You've got to in order to function in this. Pray in the spirit, in tongues, and you will not be deceived. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4.10 says... There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. There's the voices of people. There's the voices of God through our spirit and the voices of Satan and his demons and satanic enlightenment. If you have a vision or a revelation or appearance of an angel or Jesus, it might be. It could be a familiar spirit. There are fortune telling. They say they conjured up their relatives. That is a familiar spirit. It is not the person. It is not, it is not, it is not. 
and you're letting in you're letting in darkness there and deception and that that's dangerous i'm not kidding you tarot cards all that don't touch it ouija boards witchcraft there's mind binding mind blinding spirits caused by drugs also hey and even drugs that the farm that but they might be prescription drugs Be careful of that stuff, or you have to renounce it. I would renounce it. <laughs> Any of that stuff. Okay, he joined places. And if you look back in the history of those things, they said, and even the one he just mentioned, that they will take out your guts with, with or a woman's, uh, the baby in the womb, and kill them if they don't. Oh, there's some evil stuff behind it. I didn't know that until, until I became a Christian. I didn't know that. And all of a sudden, all this stuff, and it was given to me for a purpose, I'm sure, right off the bat. Do you know the history behind this? Do you know the history? I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Be careful. Be careful of this stuff and, and renounce it if you did. We did. Ken did. Okay. Uh, Colossians 2.18 says, Let no man beguile you. This is another Self-denial. Yes, it is. I was taught that. No, I'm talking self-denial, though. You don't... You um, okay? If you have a uh, if you get a cut, you 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 offer it up to Jesus for because his suffering on the cross. But see, I don't think that's being taught anymore. But I just remember it that that it was. I was always doing that. Oh Jesus, I offer this up, this pain up to you for your suffering on the cross. But I still, my heart loved him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you some stuff. I should leave you off with the, this is the last part of it. Okay, long imposed fasting. I got more out of just than fasting. Fasting kills your flesh. But I got more out of just reading the Bible and keeping my head straight because I got low blood sugar and I couldn't think straight. I saw somebody who fasted. <laughs> what would you say, Sonny? <laughs> and no sleep. I saw somebody right in this church. Church. <laughs> this church. But anyway, that, that they didn't, and they were starting to act very strange. We say, sleep, you got to sleep. And they were fasting at the same time. I'll tell you what, you're vulnerable for demonic spirits to come in. Well, you know what? I mean, you'll start seeing demons, satanic stuff will tell you what to do, and you're harmful to yourself or to others. Hitler, he took a lot of drugs. <laughs> and that those, when he was on those drugs, they told him he was supposed to kill the Jewish race. Read it. 
Know this, a run-down, weak body is open game for the enemy. That is why I would not, you do what you want to do, but the Lord told me, do not take chemo, do not take radiation, do not take the pills continuously till you're gone. (laughs) Uh, Because he said it will run you down, and then I wouldn't be able to preach behind here. See, when you're tired, worn out, you are critical, grouchy, or depressed. Even don't let it happen to your little children because they start to, it can actually bring on uh, spirits to start to harass them. Seriously. You ought to hear, you know what? See, they start yielding to the wrong spirit. And, and we start yielding to the wrong spirit and do not walk in love. And if you're always looking for the supernatural appearances, and Satan will try to bring you, he'll accommodate you. <laughs> right? True Christianity is Christ-centered based on the Word of God. And we need to get filled with the Word of God. I can't tell you. Your mind can get renewed and you can move out of depression, been there, oppression, of schizophrenia, of bipolar, of all kinds of things. I've seen it happen. I've seen people throw away their drugs by getting renewed by the word of God. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen somebody got extremely mad at me because I said that quite a few years ago, but it was in this church. We got here in 2006, and they left, and two years later, they wrote on Facebook and apologized. I I don't do much Facebook, but um, they actually saw everybody say, hey, did you see that? They apologized to you and said you were right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, okay. Now, see, the Spirit of God will always seek to lift up Jesus. He will not make magnify mankind. So don't seek visions either or, or ask for angels to appear because you get the wrong thing. Keep your eyes on Jesus and the Word of God. You know, Kenneth Hagin had a lot of, Jesus came to literally talk to him and visit him, but he needed to give him revelation knowledge because nobody had it on the earth. Nobody of a lot of this stuff. And okay, so Kenneth Copeland said, gosh, you gave him, and I would like to have a a vision. And he said, if I give you a vision, he said, it'll set you back 20 years. We have got to get in the word and trust In the word of God. It's just trusting him so much. I trust you, Lord, with all my heart and soul and strength and mind. I would say that over and over and over for this church. I trust in you, Lord. I trust you. You know, you just rip that scripture off. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. What should I do? You know, I used to sit in front of this, this church and I, I claimed it. I walked around it, but I didn't tell anybody, not even him. <laughs> I did that for three months and I, I, I just didn't want 
And when I did tell him, he says, oh, it's too much. <laughs> but it, I, I felt like I was being led by the Spirit. Okay, so don't seek visions. Keep your eyes on Jesus, on the Word of God. Don't base your faith on a vision or an angel or, revel, or a revelation from somebody. Okay, well, one last thing. Try the spirits. Go to 1 John 4, put this up. One through three. Try the spirit. <laughs> I'm laughing because one time way back, this lady, we first got born again, and 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 she said, she said to me. Do you believe that Jesus came in the flesh? <laughs> I knew what she was doing immediately. I thought, my God, she doesn't even trust me. And then she, she was, yeah. never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay, so 1 John 4, 1 through 3. Beloved, or let's see, which one you put up there? You know what? Put up the Amplified. It's Pretty good, I think. I should look this over closer. Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit, but prove and test the spirits to, to discover whether they proceed from God. For many false prophets have gone forth into the world. By this you may know, perceive and recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit which acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ actually has become a man and has come in the flesh, is of God, has God for its source. Verse 3. And every spirit which does not acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, but would annul and destroy, sever from, uh, or disunite him, is not of God, does not proceed from him. This non-confession is the spirit of the Antichrist. Ant Christ means anointing. Anti means against the anointing. And there will be an Antichrist. And there's many Antichrist spirits out there now. Of which you have heard that it was coming and is already in the world. I, like, I, I wasn't going to read this, but little children, you are of God. And you belong to them and have already defeated and overcome the agents of the Antichrist. See, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. <laughs> Amen. 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 Now, this morning, I just wrote this down, and I'm just going uh, to read it, because I wrote it down real quick. Ken says, your turn, take a shower. <laughs> It was always like a time limit. It was already seven, five after. <laughs> okay, our dominion on earth has been restored in Jesus. Our dominion and authority. He has given us his authority, his armor, the power of attorney to use his name. He's given us the power of his blood to rule and reign on earth. He gave all of that. Just yes. all you have to do is get born again. The Father has restored us to the God class 
in Christ Jesus. We're in the God class. In him we can have a life full of victory. We can fulfill his will in the earth for specifically us. We can use his authority to speak to the mountains in our life. The mountains in your spouse's life. The mountains in your children's life. The, your territory of death. Mountains in finances. Mountains in sickness and disease. You can move problems out of the way to accomplish God's will and plan on the earth. What? What? Okay. Mark, that's why I called you. I had gotten something when I was doing all this. I had gotten something that, that little niche, that little distraction that tried to happen about being sold. It might be for your own good in the future. There's something that, that was about it. God's actually protecting you, I feel. You know it. You know it already. Doc, oh, got it. <laughs> huh? You dreamed about it. Yeah, but you know what? There's something about it. It's kind of like, like the war, like the war in the Ukraine. You, you just don't know what's going to, you know, why. <laughs> and sometimes the bad things look like, but they're, they're here to actually save us. <laughs> the what? Lot. Yeah, Lot, Lot, that's good. Yeah, Lot thought, ooh, I'll take that green pasture. You know, way out there, Abraham says, we got to depart. We've got too many, too many livestock between us. I heard a preacher say once, he said, Abraham was a man of God. And if I was his cousin or his nephew or whatever, he said, I would say, let's just have a big barbecue. You know, I want to stay with you. <laughs> because what happened was he took the green valley, the place where it was watered, where it looked beautiful, guess what it turned it to? Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, they tried to rape the angels that came to actually save Lot. They tried to rape the angels, men. Anyway, so anyway. Okay. So you never know why, why something happens. Uh, okay, number another one. As we take his power and love to the world, we are to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, teach people about what Jesus did and said, know who you are in Christ so you can teach other people. We are to be just like our blood brother Jesus in the earth. You got the power. That's what he planned all this for. See, we're ambassadors, representatives of him on the earth. We're actually citizens of heaven. And we're, we are to spread the good news of his great love and his forgiveness and his mercy. And I tell you, I mean, there's more on angels. I got a whole bunch. Did you know there was a world before the earth was, was I know you guys don't. Some people might not, though. Yeah. And it was ruled by Lucifer, by the angels. And they got corrupt. <laughs> They're chained in darkness. Wait a minute. The angels that fell are chained in darkness. 
those angels, they say, could be the ones that are the demonic spirits running around. Now, just remember, God needs a body to operate in the earth. But so does the devil. And even some Christians, which one are you going to be? There's a kingdom of darkness said on Wednesday or the kingdom of light. Which one are you going to? You can be a Christian and still operate in the kingdom of darkness. You've got, you've got, which one are you going to choose? Sometimes we're an agent for it by the way we're acting, even though we're born again. You see what I'm talking about? It's huge. And there's, there's lots, lots, lots more on angels, but I'll ask God what he, what he wants. <laughs> but those were kind of basic things that it, people needed to know about that, but we're going to be using them. And I've, we've already, you know, you, we've all used them somewhat too. Okay. Okay. Okay, Father. Gosh. Okay. One of these Sundays. <laughs> We'll be laying hands on the sick. I, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank Glory you, Lord. to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise, Praise you, Lord you, Father. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I almost got dizzy doing that. Hmm. 